Hello friends, welcome to the first Beyond the News of 2022. It's the 21st of January. I'm your host, Jim Grant. Coming up on today's show, it's going to be more or less the mainstream news picking up and really running with it the themes that we've been talking here at Beyond the News over the last year or so. And what example can I give you of that? Well, we've got an article from Bloomberg coming up that says that the Booster shots can have an effect on your immune system. Boris Johnson just says he's going to overrule the judges. Less than a third of Britons have been taking the booster, I believe. Uh, Something that we didn't see coming. There's a new planet as well, as big as... And you'll just have to bear with me. Everything is running really, really slowly today. Uh, It seems to be, every time I try and do a podcast, there seems to be technical difficulties now. The mouse is working barely today. Um, It just decides to just have these fits, but if you put it on certain surfaces, it will intermittently work. So it's just going to have to be that way, I'm afraid. If there's going to be lots of dead air and me going, oh, 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 oh," well, I can't read what's going on, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm firm. I've... I've got I've tried three different mice and that's just the way it is but it's working a lot better than it did last time it's just going to be very very slow very very frustrating and that's the way it is all right so a bit like uh, people waking up to the truth speaking of which so this is from Bloomberg and it's not going to come as any surprise to listeners of this podcast because we I think his name was Dr David Bauer do you remember the clip I played I think it was the summer of uh, last year where he said about the T cells and the immunity and what happened with Pfizer and everything like that. So this has been um, it's been known for quite some time. Uh, there is a video on this, but I've muted it because I've not watched it. So this is by Boomblog by Iriani Angel, 11th of January 2022. European Union regulators warned that frequent COVID-19 booster shots could adversely affect the immune system responsible and may not be feasible. Repeat booster doses every four months could eventually weaken the immune response and tire out people, according to the European Medicines Agency. Instead, countries should leave more time between booster programmes and tie them them to the onset of the cold season in each hemisphere, following the blueprint set out by influenza vaccination strategies, the agency said. The advice comes as some countries consider the possibility of offering people second booster shots in a bid to further uh, protect against surging Omicron infections. So just thoughts on that. When were these booster doses made? I think if you look and and, just do the the basic math, if they were rolled out, what, when? when? When do you think in your mind they were rolled out? And then when did you first hear of the word Omicron? So bearing in mind, you know, you would need usually need a lab process where they go, let's identify Omicron. Right, it's slightly different, hence it's called a variant, so we just need to tweak our vaccine. Uh, This process, how long do you think that would take? I think it takes longer. What I'm trying to say is, do the boosters really protect against Omicron? Because I think the boosters were here before Omicron, weren't they? And if it's in the same uh, family of viruses, you know, i.e. enough for them to say, oh, the vaccine should work on this, then why didn't the other second two do their jobs? And if the answer to that is, well, they only last six months, well, in that case, well, I refer you to the opening statement of this. Booster shots could adversely affect the immune response and may not be free feasible. Of course, the beginning of that sentence said frequent. So it's kind of a catch-22, and I'm seeing a lot of the muster for the boosters roll out, and I do believe there is an article that says that that in a more quantifiable sense later on. So there you go. Not news to the Beyond the News listeners, but yes, the EU is now starting to say what um, Dr. David Bauer seemed to be saying when I played his clip over the summer. Does make you wonder what people... If someone gets some sort of serious illness as a result of a bad immune system and they got it from a booster that they contracted in between now and the Dr. David Bauer thing. How do you think it would feel for them to look at that and go, yeah, that's exactly what I've got. When was that dated? Before they roll out of the boosters? Why did no one tell me this? 
you know. And uh, of course, Bauer was referring not to the boosters, but of course to the original vaccine. So it's it's not as if this stuff wasn't known earlier. Uh, but the mainstream media does seem to be covering it a little bit more now, which means I can. Uh, which brings me on to a big hello to everyone on the Telegram group. Uh, always, I'm a free speech guy. You're welcome to share whatever you uh, want, you know, um, in terms of getting the information out there about what's going on in the world and everything. But I will only cover on this show mainstream media stuff. And it doesn't necessarily mean just because I'm an endorser of free speech rather than an endorser of every theory that comes onto the community group. So, for example, an example of that, uh, there's a video on there about 5G that was posted in the past couple of days, which uh, I think is nonsense. Um, you know, the, I actually think it's a um, disinformation job, um, a con what I call a conspiratorial straw man, where you deliberately pick something stupid and ridiculous, give it a load of media attention, and then blow it to pieces. Hence, straw man, you burn it down. So, how does that theory relate to this thing well if you can get a load of uh, people to say it's 5g there's a link to the coronavirus which i think is nonsense and then give it a load of mainstream media coverage put some of these people on the bbc yeah i think it is you know get everyone to laugh at them a couple of days down the line blow it to pieces with legitimate science that says it's nothing to do with it and then what you tag onto it is you see, that's what the conspiracy theorists are on about. You leave out all the genuine conspiratorial points of view. You know, they're not given mainstream media attention because they hold up to scrutiny. They won't be burned down. But what you do is you lump them all on that. You see, oh, that's the five. Oh, no, the 5G conspiracy types, they were all debunked. Here it is, and it's a legitimate debunking. You know, yes, it's got nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's all the conspiracy people were on about. No, there was nothing else. That was their main point. You know, so that's how you do it. Um, to the minds of people who never get access to alternative media, who just go, what are the conspiracy things going on about? The TV tells me conspiracy theorists think it's 5G, but it's not. Oh, right, so conspiracy theorists are wrong. We can continue to watch mainstream media. That's called a straw man operation. And I think that's what the whole 5G link to uh, COVID is. Having said that, do I think 5G is safe per se? Well, we've got an interesting article coming on how it applies to airlines later on if i got enough time to go through i'm going to try and get as many through to it as possible so you see how that that can work as well oh the 5g conspiracy that's been debunked well the one about covid in my opinion has easily but the idea that 5g is good for you to be around especially children's skulls and their soft skulls and well the whole idea dear that bathing in electromagnetic radiation isn't going to have some kind of harmful effect and people say we bathe in electromagnetic radiation all the time. That's, you know, background radiation. Yes, but not, you know, background radiation, 5G radiation, very different. Want to know how different? See if you can pick up 5G on your phone from normal background radiation. You can't? No? Well, it's been boosted. It's a different type of radiation. It's new to the planet. We should have concerns. And I always remember this on the Commons Affairs Select Committee back from the Radio Lewis days when well, 10 years ago now I suppose and uh, there was I played hours of that sort of stuff <laughs> I think I played about a quarter of an hour a week for about eight weeks or something from the Commons Affairs Select Committee when they're trying to roll this out to people's homes and make it mandatory and they went well hang on <laughs> we're not even sure we should do it at all let alone make it mandatory we've got serious health concerns so anyway just a little thing to mention as we get on to our next story here we're having a mouse moment, so here we go. You can enjoy it with me, my frustration here. So this, all this stuff about the um, uh, the the vaccines and all that kind of stuff. Oh, we're having another, another mouse moment. Oh joy! Oh, and another one. It's lost the article completely now. Oh, wonderful. Well, I don't have time to edit or anything today, so I'm afraid. You're just going to have to bear with me and the mouse. At least it's working today. Just decides to press things and go into other pages without. There we go. So let's see if we've got it now. By Luke Andrews, the Mail Online, 7th of January. 
Fewer than a third of adults have already had their COVID booster vaccine in parts of England, and 10 million eligible adults have still got have still not got their third dose. Figures show. Exclusive NHS figures show uptake is languishing below 33% in three London boroughs, and in 53 local authorities, or almost one in five nationally, less than half of residents have got their jabs. Experts call on Britons to get their vaccine, saying evidence showed it does its job. Right, so there seems to be some confusion about what its job is, because as I went down the last show, I believe, before the Christmas break, what I consider a, a vaccine to do is, vast majority of the time, stop you getting something. That That's just nonsense. And the thing is, there's a lot of people now that originally said, I'm taking the booster so that I won't get, you know, COVID. And... I've talked to them then and they go, oh, no, it never. I never said it stopped getting COVID. And I can look at them and think, you said you were going to do that. So you, you. But anyway, the idea now is people seem to understand. No, it doesn't stop you getting COVID. And they seem to believe it reduces the symptoms. And I cannot prove that it does not, since we'll never really know, will we? Because either you've had the vaccine or you haven't. So you'll never be able to compare what it was like without the other. Um, of course, you can. the closest thing you can get is hospitalisation rates and all that kind of stuff. And we've broken down on those podcasts. And yeah, guess what? For for most age groups, it doesn't seem to be doing it. <laughs> well, maybe their symptoms... It's all subjective, you know. Right, two people in hospital, you're both in pain. The one with the vaccine, you reckon to be coughing slightly less. Okay, all right, and then you ask them in the afternoon, oh, no, that was like it in the morning, you know. It's all subjective here. So does its job, what is its job? If its job is to lower symptoms and increase survival rate, it possibly does. The evidence suggests it may for certain groups. But if its job is to stop transmission of, you know, the whole... If you haven't checked them out yet, do check out my pick of the podcasts, one and two. There's four hours worth there. And there's a comedian called Jimmy Dawes, a great American comedian. He just destroys the Rachel Maddow on mainstream news for saying exactly this. It, you know, If you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID and it'll, you can't pass it on to other people, which is just also He breaks it down how much it's a lie. So what is its job? And, and that's just the media. It, it does its job. And you see, the thing, when you see a psychological operation, all it has to do is say it does its job. And then over time, you just change what the job description is. <laughs> and then, well, yeah, in in January, yeah, it did its job. Uh, its job's slightly different than in May. But in May, we've changed the description of what its job's done. And it's guess what? It, it's still doing its job. So those little games that to be played here. But it seems that more and more are seeing through it now because as we go on into the article it says fewer than a third of adults have still yet to get a covid booster vaccine in areas lagging most behind in england's rollout mail online can reveal uptake sits at just 29.3 percent in newham with rates similarly low in the two other london boroughs of tower hamlets barking and dagenham Meanwhile, latest NHS statistics show a sixth of the country's 300 plus authorities have yet to even reach 50% of all over 18s. And even the area doing best, Hambleton in Yorkshire, has just tipped the 75% barrier. Separate analysis suggests around 10 million eligible adults are still yet to get a third dose, although many will be ineligible because they caught the virus itself in the past month. Esper, let's just stop there. Now, in order to get the third dose, you'd have had to have had the first and second dose. Am I correct in that? Am I correct is three comes after two and one? Although many will be ineligible because they caught the virus itself in the past month. Right. So in order to get the third dose, you had to have the first two, right? So these first two have caught the virus in the past month. So just listen to how that 
plays into the initial thing of it does its job. <laughs> See, if you keep changing that, that's why you know you want such control of information. It does its job. It protects you completely. And as the time goes on, oh no, six lumps. No, no, no. All it does is you no. Know, if you, it won't stop you catching it at all, um, but it will lower your symptoms. Well, how do you know that? Because um, you know that's subjective, surely, isn't it? We can go by the hospitalisation rates, and that's not particularly in the vaccination's favour. But there you go. I think all in all, listeners to this get the job. Um, they get the idea, and. Slowly but surely, the rest of the British people seem to be cottoning on. Let's hope so, because if they don't, Bloomberg reports that the EU reports says they may have problems with their immune system going forward. So our next article here. We've got the little joy of the, the mouse again while we move that around. Just bear with me. This is from The Express. And it should, oh man, the internet is really, really slow today uh, where I am. I mean, it's never good where I am anyway down in Eastbourne. It's well known for it, but it's particularly bad today. Anyway, doctors and scientists urge caution in giving COVID jabs to low risk children. Now, again, we've broken this down over the past year uh, for any new listeners, and there are quite seem to be a I don't know whether they're new listeners to be on the news but we do see my last show did seem to have um, more listeners than usual but maybe that's because people sort of tuned in over January and thinking where's the new show what's well, so this was the old one I'm just misclicked I don't know the way it works maybe it's new cut I'm not technologically minded if you don't believe me ask the mouse um it's a new mouse by the way it just yeah moving on doctors and scientists more than 30 doctors, scientists and MPs have signed a joint letter to the government's vaccine watchdog urging it to reassess the COVID vaccine rollout for healthy 12 to 15 year olds following new data showing potentially serious harms of the jab are likely to outweigh any potential benefits. Now, this was again Monday, the 10th of January. This has been rolling on for a while and this comes as absolutely no news to Beyond the News listeners or anyone that's able to look at it with common sense. Here's the common sense. What's the survival rate for children with COVID? Extremely high. And most of the data says that it's really, really mild in children. It's basically not a threat. So, and that that's that's fact number one. Now you can show um, the new, odd news article of some child that contacted it and died. That's very sad for them and their family. But it is a statistical anomaly. And negligible, you know, in terms of a statistic and analysis, it's negligible. Obviously, not negligible in terms of emotions to the people affected, but statistically negligible. And I don't really think that there's many people with two brain cells to rub together that disagree with that, do they? Everyone seems to be, our oh, children, thankfully, children are all right, you know, our children. Are. There's an argument that says that all oh, the children are super spreaders and all that kind of stuff. All right, I kind of get that. Uh, that's a possibility that I'll entertain. But they're not actually at risk of it either, are they? So that's number one. Number two, let's address the super spreader thing. If you think vaccinating them is going to stop the sp super spreader situation, I'll refer you to the previous five minutes of my podcast or refer you to episodes um, 70, something like that, where I break down, it shows that this is not a vaccine in terms of protection. that That's just simply it. Or go and listen to the last five minutes. So that's, that's fact number two. Fact number three, the JCVI, in charge of the whole vaccination thing in the UK, said, oh, we don't think it's a good idea for, to them to give it to children. Um, fact number four, the government went, well, we listen to you all the time, except when you disagree with us, um, we're going to overrule you. We've set you up specifically for the experts and you've disagreed with us which actually takes quite a bit usually they usually do toe the government line so that must have been quite a big thing but now we're just going to overrule you anyway fact number five natural immunity is better 
than vaccine immunity. And I, when I say vaccine immunity, it isn't vaccine immunity. Natural immunity is better than vaccine symptom reduction at best. And there's numerous studies on that. You can go and put it in. Um, fact number six, natural immunity lasts longer than vaccine immunity. I'm going to put a little question mark on that because I'm going to use a certain degree of common sense. Given that people are saying, oh, you're going to need a booster every, you know, few months. I'm just going to go with common sense to say natural immunity is better than that. So let me retract that fact. Assumption. So put five facts and one assumption together. And it's already not worth taking the vaccines, even if there was no potential side effects, in my humble opinion. Then add in the risks, the myocarditis, the, I mean, that's just up front. We, are, we obviously don't know the long term effects because it's a new vaccine, but the short term effects seem badly enough. So um, all that together, it's no surprise that doctors and scientists urge caution in giving COVID jabs to low risk children. I think within the next year that will go to from urge caution to what the hell are you doing? Stop it immediately. But it's going to take time because it it's going to take time for the system to realise. Hang on a second. Because we're so used to going along to getting along. We're so used to complying. We're so used to following the system. And I'm not just talking about COVID. I'm talking about in our everyday lives and have been for quite some time now especially in the Western world. So you can see it's going to take a little while for people within the system to go, hang on, it, it comes in these stages. Hang on a second, I'm not certain it's a good idea. Then I speak, that's stage one. Stage two, experts speak to other experts who go, yeah, I'm not sure it's a good idea either. Stage three, experts go to governing bodies to express their concerns. Stage four, governing bodies go, Thank you for your concerns. We're ignoring you. Stage five. Uh, this is really bad. And I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I'll just put it down to government incompetence. They don't know what they're doing. That's stage six. Stage six. Stage seven. Go back to try someone else in the system to go. Uh, we've tried raising these concerns before, but we just got shut down. I can only assume it's because you people are incompetent and we just got a bad couple of people that we shared the information to. That's stage seven. Stage eight. Being ignored again. Stage nine. I, I don't, I, the only explanation I can come up with is that they know that it's bad and they're going to do it anyway. Hang on, stage 10, speak to other experts. Yes, that's the same conclusion I've reached. Stage 11, all right, so now we're left with the situation where all our governing bodies and the people paying our wages and all things like that, we've got to the point that not only do we not trust their competency, we actually think they're doing something nefarious. Stage 12. Massive protests. I think we're at about stage 10 or 11. And uh, what do the mass protests look like? I think they'll probably dovetail nicely time frame ways and uh, time, time frame wise. It will dovetail nicely into the April vaccine mandate situation. I think it's all going to blow up in a massive storm. And there's three potential storms hitting there. One, it's quite clearly a way to privatise the NHS. It's going to destroy... It. I mean, it's already they've got staff shortages having to call in the army for other places, haven't they? I mean, it's already on its last legs and they're going to lose, what, 100,000 people in one day? Yeah, that's going to go well. <laughs> How many... Uh, you know, we're going to be reading out later where cancer patients are already missing their screenings. Yeah, and it's so obvious as well, the NHS and all their mates are trying to privatise through the back door. And we can see all see, oh, look, it doesn't work anymore. We need to have private staff. And who knows, but maybe they'll even do something ridiculous like they did in some of the states of the United States, where it's like, oh, we need to bring in some more staff then from out of town. Right, OK, well, don't worry about the vaccine mandate for them. <laughs> and it's like, well, you because you, they, they got fired over in the United States. It's, it's a private system over there. So, um uh, in this particular case, and what I understand, they're entitled to do it. They're a private employer, so they did that. And I, I'm against vaccine mandates, and um, if I was anything to do with that healthcare system, I'd leave them immediately. 
I mean, I do believe healthcare in the United States is one of the leading causes of bankruptcy, isn't it? Uh, the trade-off, of course, it has some of the best technologies, but that's what money does, isn't it? It bankrupts some, makes some people losers, and makes some people winners. That's the capitalist system. But uh, what, what I'm saying is, in April, there's going to be a lot of pissed-off people. Uh, if you uh, want an idea of that, on Pick of the Podcast 2, Dr. Steve James giving uh, an interview, where he's NHS doctor, he's the one that confronted Savid Javid, uh, about that and uh, kudos to Javid for asking the question in front of a camera it didn't look staged to me and he certainly didn't get a staged answer did he so uh, good for him for actually like you know I love the way he dealt with it you know first of all it's like good kudos to him for asking for a camera and everything like that. that's like a proper actual politician you know winging it so to speak I, I actually respect him for doing that and then just a typical you know, that respect just completely is destroyed as he opens his mouth <laughs> at the end of it. Uh, you know, and the doctor lays out all this because says, well, that's your point of view. We listen to experts. <laughs> Thank you for all you did. I'll, I'll clap for you next time. <laughs> but screw you. I don't care what you think. Um, that was pretty much Javid's uh, response in the nicest possible dip- diplomatic way. Um, so, yeah, we're at stage about 10 or 11. And I think stage 12 is going to come around just in time, just just time wise, as people are still trying to just f- sort of figure this out. You know, they're doing what? Because things it takes a bit of time to sink in with people. The whole that will never happen turning into what it is happening. No, it will never happen. It's happened. It's happened. And they want to do it again. It's it's a process that takes time from it'll never happen to it's happened. I, and they want to do it again. I must stop it. That that takes some time. Um, but once that trust in the system is gone, there's no going. You can you see with government incompetence, change the minister and there's hope, isn't it? Oh, well, he's gone. He's useless. He's gone. When it's the whole system isn't incompetent, it's being deliberately nefarious. Putting that trust back in that system is Humpty Dumpty. And all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty back together again. Moving on. Covid Scotland. Herald Scotland. Oh, this was uh, flagged up by the Facebook fact checkers, which again, over the, was it over the course of Christmas? Or did I touch upon it just before Christmas where they had to admit in court? Well, actually, they're not fact checkers. They're just opinions. So um, again, that's, they're now... Yeah, no one cares about the fact checks. Facebook censorship is effective, uh, being able to ban certain things if it's not being able to get out there and stop it going viral. That's an effective form. Facebook fact checking. I don't know anyone that says with a straight face, I fact check that. Here's a Facebook thing. Not since the Wuhan lab um, ties to that come out. Have I had, ever had any problems debating on social media? people using that are only the most well they're not be able to put up a quotient argument in other aspects so in stuff like that when the neutral observers put it this way when neutral observers look on and your best defense is a facebook fact checker neutral observers know your argument's done it didn't used to be like that a year ago but i get that feeling now that's my own speculative opinion on that co 13th of january so this got the old facebook fact checking treatment (laughs) for what it was worth I didn't even bother to read what it said. I just clicked off, <laughs> clicked the X. Covid's got this. That's how little respect I have for them. It's not even little. It's zero. Covid Scotland case rates lowest in unvaccinated as double jabbed elderly drive rise in hospital admissions. Okay, now I'm going to play devil's advocate, arguing against myself on this one. At this time of year, 13th of January, this is by Henron McCarty. At this time of year, especially in Scotland, it's bloody cold. Bloody cold people send old people to the hospital and the old people are more likely to have had the vaccination. So um, I just I think that that might be a reasonable explanation for this. But the point is. Guess what? It ain't a vaccine then, is it? I'll refer you to the previous points I've made earlier in the podcast. It ain't a vaccine. When I've played deviled advocate with myself and argued against myself as to be a reasonable reason why that should be the case, 
my assumption has to have in that hypothesis, it ain't a vaccine, mate. In terms of if you take it, you ain't going to get it no more. <coughs> Moving on. Yeah, something a little bit more light-hearted now. This is from the Independent, Adam Smith. I wonder if he knows anything about money. Right, new planet as big as Jupiter discovered by citizen scientists. The planet TOI-2180 B, is that a planet or a Wi-Fi code password? is 379 light years away from Earth and is 105 times denser than our planet, which makes them exactly equal to the density of the Facebook fact checkers. I'm only joking. They're not dense or stupid. They're just blatantly corrupt. So let's uh, move on. A group of citizen scientists and astronomers have found a new planet the size of Jupiter, the enormous world called I won't bother reading it again, is located, <laughs> I predict that's the, that TOI-2180B, that's probably the Elon Musk's looks at that and gone, oh, I'll name my second kid that, is located 379 light years away and it takes 261 days to orbit its star, longer than many other gas giants outside our solar system and a temperature of around 76 degrees Celsius. This is oh, is that it? Oh, that's it. That's the that's the entire <laughs> the entire article. I wanted to know how like who discovered it. Where's the name? They should have the name of the people. They said citizens. You should go. Oh, register for free to continue reading. Oh, that's oh, well, good. Well, I hope they get their names out there. But that's just an example of. Um, it doesn't have to be governments. It doesn't have to have an official badge. You don't have to have an official license or qualification or qualifications that you've got in loads of debt to get. You can go and do things yourself with other groups of like-minded people and make a difference in this world. And hey, these people have found a new planet. So how many planets are... We lost one with Pluto, didn't we? Are we gaining one now? What's the... You know, who knows? But that's the madness, isn't it? We're here now. If you'd have said to someone, that we're in January, and we're, we're blue, we've lost a planet, gained a planet, that kind of stuff, and we what's the, the the official? You know, there are officials that disagree on the number of planets there, or what's classed as a planet, or anything like that. If you just said that to someone, um, when was it? Seventeen? Was it seventeen eighty ish? Seventeen somethings that we that discover other planets and whatnot, and there was another one early. 18, 20 something ish. If you just said to those people there, you know, a couple hundred years, you'll have this all sorted out. <laughs> you reckon, pal? Right then. But anyway, good news. Group of people coming together for, for like minded uh, benefits and gains. That's nice. I like that. So, next one here The Independent. And it is from, let's check the date here. Second of December, twenty twenty. So this is before it's really rolled out, and um, I didn't mention this at the time, and I just thought I'd bring it up now. So, uh, oh, good. The internet's so slow. The adverts having trouble playing. <laughs> Excellent. I'll see if I can read this quickly. Coronavirus vaccine. Pfizer given protection from legal action by UK government. Pfizer's UK bosses refuse to explain why the business needs protection from legal action. And uh, it's an advert for, for something. Uh, hey, and it's so, the internet's so bad. Could you hear that? Can you pick it up on the microphone? The internet's so bad. It's having trouble playing the adverts. Every cloud and a silver lining. The UK government has granted pharmaceutical giant Pfizer illegal indemnity, protecting it from being sued, enabling its coronavirus vaccine to be rolled out across the country as early as next week. I love that. What's stopping the rollout? Well, they're worried about being sued. <laughs> Enabling its coronavirus. The legal thing enabled its rollout. <laughs> yeah, just, just sometimes just paying attention to those small little words and the way they're worded 
gives you so many insights, doesn't it? The Department of Health and Social Care has confirmed the company has been given an indemnity protecting it from legal action as a result of any problems with the vaccine. Ministers have also changed the law in recent weeks to give new protections to companies such as Pfizer, giving them immunity from being sued by patients in the event of any complications. NHS staff providing the vaccine as well as manufacture of the drug are also protected. So, um, yeah, that's nice little uh, sewn up. I wonder if there'll be any little legal wranglings like um, I'm, I'm not making a prediction. I'm just asking a genuine question and putting out a potential hypothesis, which probably won't happen. But I'm just thinking, call it a brain fart. If um, NHS staff providing the va vaccine, so I assume that that's in case they hit a vein or uh, I don't know, administer it badly or something for whatever for whatever reason. Now I do know other people that have been taught to administer the vaccine. So are they given that immunity as are they are now NHS staff? If so, are there any insurers underwriting this? situation if so how would they feel about non-medical trained personnel being given that indemnity as well but here's just a little thought so they're provide they're given protection by being nhs staff if they're fired for not taking the vaccine would they still be covered for anything that they did do while they were in the nhs or would they then lose that indemnity? I'm sure they won't, and I'm just being paranoid, but I thought it was just a, a question worth asking. Uh, the vaccine will be made available to anyone over the age of 16, but will not be available to pregnant women because of the lack of data about how it could affect them and the baby. So, I seem to remember pregnant women taking the vaccine <clears throat> reasonably early. I mean... Pregnant women are now being offered their booster. So if it's only been a year, those pregnant women must have been offered the jabs fairly soon after this article, I would have thought. Despite, And this is another thing I was saying to me. You never used to in inject pregnant women with anything, really. You, you just leave them alone, all natural kind of thing. Put as little toxins into the body as possible was always the idea of that. But suddenly... In 2021, it was, yeah, it's fine to inject pregnant women with experimental compounds and we have no idea of the studies of how it's going to affect the woman or the fetus. Yeah, do it. Go for it. And anyone that says, hang on a second, that hasn't been tested on pregnant women. Oh, shut up, conspiracy theorist. It has. No, mate, it hasn't. And we've read out on the show that it hasn't. So just a little trip down memory lane. December 2020, the vaccine will not be made available to pregnant women. And anyone saying that, well, if it's not being made to, available to pregnant women, Jim, how do they get it? Well, the doctors must have changed it then. And in order to do that, the doctors must have seen some good data, Jim. OK, well, where is that data? Because the data for me, the only data I've seen is it's a bad idea. I haven't seen anything to say it's safe. I've seen lots to say we don't know. Yeah, an ongoing trial is looking at this. Well, that ongoing trial must have been done pretty quickly if pregnant women are already on their boosters now and it's January 2022. The, bio, the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine was authorised by the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency on Tuesday under Regulation 174 of the Human Medicines Regulation 2012, which allows an unlicensed medication to be used in an emergency such as a pandemic. So there you go. Oh, it's only been given emergency use. Shut up, conspiracy theorist. It's, it's fully... No, it's not. Now, I don't know where it stands now. I can't remember if they passed it at some point or other. But there you go. When loads of people, the media, were telling them to line up and take the jab, it was an unlicensed medication. And there were no... So just a little trip down memory lane there to see what they were saying back in December of 2020. So let's see... Uh, actually disclosing any details around the aspect but just a, a constant reminder that um, they got this legally sued up in advance so um, yeah uh, along with obviously having the uh, data withheld of what's in there and the judge says you can release it over the next 55 years so uh, just I'm just scrolling down now 
just to see if there was anything that mentions um, no corners had been cut in the safety analysis of the vaccine. <laughs> the chief executive of the medicines and healthcare products regulatory agency speaking at the set, but yeah. So I was just trying to see if there was anything where they said, take it. I was trying to see if they were going to do a Rachel Maddow. Take it and you uh, won't be um, ever able to get damages. Uh, the reason I'm damaged, I'm looking at the end of the statement. You won't be able to get COVID again. The Department of Health and Social Care confirmed an indemnity was in place of Pfizer and added that the government would be adding the coronavirus vaccine to the list of vaccinations covered by the Vaccine Damages Payments Act. This pays out a one-off 120 grand payment to people who are permanently disabled or harmed as a result of a listed vaccination. So that's taxpayer money being used for that. So in essence, here's how it works. Pfizer does what it wants and if it goes badly, it charges the taxpayer. And it's all nice and legal. So a little trip down memory lane now and now back firmly into the current again. This isn't going to, uh, I say current, I meant to cover it uh, before we took on the Christmas break, but there was so much to do that I never got onto it. <sighs> One of the overriding themes of 2021 was me pointing out that the government increasingly seems to be going, well, we're going to do what we want, what you're going to do about it. And they've obviously decided to just make that official government policy but you know have you seen star wars episode one is that legal i will make it legal well here's star wars episode one playing out in the uk and this is by ella glover monday the 6th of december 2021 boris johnson planning reforms which would let ministers overrule judicial decisions Reported move triggers backlash from lawyers, with one senior QC quoted as saying the Prime Minister is seeking a more compliant judiciary. Or, in other words, <laughs> strengthening the base of his dictatorship. <laughs> Boris Johnson wants to weaken the power of the courts to overrule decisions by ministers through the process of judicial review, according to reports. The Times reported the PM wants to allow ministers to effectively throw out any legal rulings they do not agree with. <laughs> Let's look at the people throughout history that have gone down that road. Let's start with hmm, Adolf, Joseph, um, Paul. Was it Paul or was it Paul? Surname Pop, not the one that guy that won the, the singing competition. Um, who else have gone down that road? Adolf, Joseph, um, Paul, um, Chairman Mao. Not certain if Mao was his first or second name. But you get the idea of what the point I'm trying to make, right? <laughs> so the theme of 21, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The UK government got to the point of, yeah, what are you going to do about it? You you have let us get away with so much that it we're just going to keep doing it. I've, I've said it before, it was the theme of 2021. When wolves sense sheep, they howl and call the pack. Feeding time, boys. And uh, now the wolves are going, well, now seeing as we're just doing whatever we want anyway, why don't we just pass the law to say what we do what we want anyway? Uh, you know, just easier, isn't it? So, <laughs> Britain will get what it deserves. More big thanks to the Telegram group. There's some, been some excellent information on there and some of the videos on there have been about the actual COVID case numbers being with no underlying health conditions about 17,000 or something like that. I'm aware of that and I'm going to be covering it on next week's podcast. But worth remembering uh, for those uh, people, we also had cases like this as well. Woman, 24, dies from cancer after a surgery put on hold at start of lockdown. Amelia Grace, 24, was diagnosed with stage 4 bowel cancer in December 2020 after she went to the doctor in January of the same year with her partner, Jay Potter, 26, to undergo fertility checks. Um, and that was a story by Aaron Cohen and Alana Kindred. So I won't read out any more. That was dated the 5th of December 2021. Yeah, so, yeah, took a year for her to go. 
poor girl. Um, just want you to be aware of things like that as we weighing up all the lockdown things. I did a podcast with Craig Campbell last year, specifically about Ghislaine Maxwell, and I said it would be a controlled burn, and I've seen nothing to um, undermine my thought of that, where it said, you know, she's found, Ghislaine Maxwell found guilty of trafficking minors. All right, to who? And I've heard, the rumour is she's going to name eight. Eight out of 300? Yeah, controlled burn as far as I'm concerned. And as far as I, you know, people, I won't go down the conspiracy road any further than that, but I think that tells you all, all that you need to know. I don't think I've changed my thoughts on that, but revealed Epstein and Maxwell implicated in multiple UK abuse claims over a decade, 15th of June 2021. Serious questions raised about why Met Police chose not to investigate alleged offences. People said today they will review the information reported by this programme. That's 15th of June 2021. Uh, Channel 4 News investigations found more than half a dozen claims that young women and girls are alleged to have been targeted, trafficked, groomed and abused in the UK by Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell over a period spanning more than a decade. Now, uh, some of those victims have provided details of accounts of their experiences. The evidence comes from the combination of publicly available documentation, including court papers, witness accounts and interviews. The alleged offences detailed in the accounts include serious sexual assault and rape. The Channel 4 News investigation reveals that despite this, the Met Police chose not to carry out a full criminal investigation into these alleged offences, despite many of the claims being in the public domain, a direct approach from at least one victim, and widespread evidence that Epstein had abused young women through a global criminal enterprise. This is also the same Met Police that decided not to interview uh, Boris Johnson or look into that affair, despite having all the part. It's a meme now, isn't it? But it goes back to what I said. That's why Boris Johnson is going to just overrule everything. They're letting me get away with so much. Let's just make it, let's put it in writing. I can do what I want. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it anyway. These people are letting me. They're bending over. Put it in writing that they're going to bend over. Let's just get it once and we're all done with. So um, there you go. It's it's all there for people to see. I'll lot draw your attention to some of the articles I used to do for Lewis where it said um, the amount of Freemasonry um, thing, how that affected judicial and police inquiries and all that kind of stuff. And Again, I'm not saying that, you know, the, the local Freemasons are all in on it or anything like that. They do some very good work and everything like that. But at the top, um, when you're dealing with police and judges, do you think they scratch each other's backs to keep things quiet? Yes. When people in power keep things quiet for their own interests and they conspire to do it with each other it is a conspiracy and it ain't no theory so uh, that's my thoughts on that and in case you have any other qualms about what the other end of that looks like here's the other end of that stick this is december the 30th 2021 so just bury this just as people going into the new year U.S. ends case against Jeffrey Epstein's jail guards. You remember the footage went missing? Um, and that's just the way it is. Right, if we end this the day of it, it's going to be obvious it was conspiracy. So what we do is we say to the public, we are going to prosecute these people to the full extent of the law. I can't believe that this happened under the guards' noses. And just 18 months quietly, yep, guards did nothing wrong. Happy New Year. That's how it works. And why does it work? Because it we don't do anything about it. Do we believe this? No. Do we do anything about it? No. US prosecutors decided to end their criminal case against two Manhattan jail guards who admitted to falsifying records on the night financier Jeffrey Epstein killed himself on their watch. So there you go. No conspiracy here. They just admitted to falsifying the records. The CCTV's gone and... Um, oh, Nothing to see here, mate. Anyone that thinks anything weird here is a conspiracy theorist and a nut job. In a Thursday, for, and that was when I'm, I was never so much a fan of Trump as I was a, a despiser of Hillary. But that was the first time that I really looked at Trump and thought, I really think you're part of this system. It was when uh, Barr, well, actually, when he picked Barr to begin with, I thought, mm, not good. But when Barr came out and said, no, nothing to see with the Jeffrey Epstein thing, yeah. And then you see pictures of Trump with Epstein, yeah. No, uh, that was when I started losing all faith. In, not that I had, 
I didn't have faith in Trump. I had faith that he was better than Hillary Clinton. But Satan would be better than Hillary Clinton, assuming they're one and the same thing. But uh, that's when I really started to question. Like I said, I wasn't a fan of Trump. I thought, is he a genuine outsider, a maverick, that kind of stuff? He does some stuff I liked. I won't deny that. But it all amounted to nothing. And I'm at the point now where I think Trump has controlled opposition all along. Um, But still massively better than Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden. (laughs) Because at least if he is controlled opposition, he has to at least play to his fan base to keep them on board and keep pied piping them to where he wants to lead them. He has to throw them. Every now and then he has to throw the dog a bone. And that's way more than Biden or Hillary Clinton would have done. And, you know, and when I say throw the dog a bone, that dog in that case is basic common sense. Um, not even nationalism, just common sense. Pro-capitalist libertarianism, um, that kind of stuff. And uh, Trump's been very pro-vaccine, but he's been very anti-vaccine mandate. That's the kind of thing where Biden is pro-vaccine and pro-mandate. That's the difference for me. That's what I mean by giving the dog a bone. Oh, the vaccine's wonderful. But you don't have to take it because, of course, the moment he says that you have to mandate it, you can't run as a sort of libertarian-style Republican anymore, can you? So that's what I mean. That's why if there was another one again and I was in America and the choice would be Trump or Biden again, I would vote Trump. But I would do so knowing that I am voting for the lesser of two evils. I don't think I'm voting for some system-changing maverick at all. And um, I certainly have no love for Trump. I just despise Biden and Clinton. Their deferred prosecution agreements required that each perform 100 hours of community service and cooperate with a federal probe arising Epstein's death. So that basically means, right, you're cooperating with a federal probe. We're going to let you off, but you're going to say nothing to see here, mate. So that's my prediction here. William Barr, the US Attorney General at the time, had been angered that such a high profile inmate was able to kill himself while in federal, federal custody. Yeah, that's throwing the dog a bone. I am angered. Jeffrey Epstein died in federal custody. But uh, I looked into it, nothing to see here. That's the bit where, um, you know, you're not throwing the dog a bone. Next up. GP offered teenage patients with autism and Down syndrome do not resuscitate orders during routine appointments at the height of the COVID pandemic, leaving some confused and upset parents reveal. Jesus Christ. Children with learning disabilities offered to do not resuscitate orders by GPs. Are they going through Adolf Hitler's to-do list? You know, he, he sent people off to the camps one by one. Didn't he? What? That is just disgraceful. I don't even know what to say. It's shocked parents, yeah. Are worried orders could not have been applied without knowledge. Yeah, you reckon? NHS England wrote to doctors at start of pandemic reminding them of guidance. Doctors take the final responsibility for issuing a do not attempt resuscitation order, but those affected by the decision and their families should be consulted. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So that was from 27th of December 2021. Remember that when the government tells you how much it loves people and children and always looking after uh, the vulnerable. Remember that. Teenagers with autism and Down syndrome were offered do not resuscitate orders during routine appointments with their GP during the pandemic it emerged. Uh, and many parents believe their child has been discriminated against. Yes. In the same way, that, you know, what are they trying to do here? Is it a Hitler master race jobby? You know, oh, my God. Makes you makes you deeply, deeply sad um, for the souls of those people involved and deeply sad for um, to any teenager with autism or Downs that was offered a do not resuscitate order that is a listener to the my podcast don't take it because you might be different but you're no less than anyone else we're all equal on this planet we just have different skill sets um and um i don't know what I, i've met many i've met some extremely high functioning intelligent autistic people and i've met some people with down syndrome that um perfectly coherent so there's going to be some that understand this and, and some that aren't some that understand it tell them where to stick that order you are valued you're a valued listener of this podcast i don't have many <laughs> look after them regardless of whether they got autism or downs or not and 
if you're looking after someone that perhaps might not have the capacity to understand that, just give them a really big hug from me and say, these people are bad and we're going to try and bring them to justice. So this kind of disgusting behaviour doesn't get done again. Awful, awful. Um, now from the uh, Telegraph, or not from Telegraph, as case of it, I'll read you out. I can't read it because it's not letting me close the advert or even read out the first few lines. So the Nicola Sturgeon's deputy twisting data to justify dot 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 dot. I think it's something to do with lockdown, I would have thought, uh, while it's having the dark. This one I can read, though. NHS staff in purple ribbon revolt over compulsory jabs. Good for them. I'm 100% behind you. If you want to take the vaccine, take it. But don't force others to take it because there is absolutely no reason why if it doesn't stop the spread of transmission. Yep. So so all that's going to... OK, we're going to mandate something that... you Again, we've touched upon this before. These people, if ever there's any people that are going to have acquired natural immunity, it's this bunch, isn't it, working... 24-7, you know, hours of the pandemic. So, um, and like I said, there were some hospitals that were working really, really hard. There were others that weren't, and they did TikTok videos, so there's both. But that's how you divide and conquer, isn't it? That's how you confuse. In order to divide and conquer, you must have confusion. In order to have confusion, you must have two different ways of seeing the same thing. So, um, good for them. I'm 100% behind their revolt it makes absolutely no medical sense whatsoever but it does make sense if you were how can i say this the anti-vax are the most likely to be anti-covid vax i should say anti-covid vax are more most likely to be anti-government i would have thought so by doing this you're effectively getting rid of anyone that doesn't want to toe the line and do as they're told you're getting rid of anyone that um, you don't have power over. Either that power comes as a result of they believe you or they really need the job. So um, when you've got that, when you've got an entire healthcare system of people who you have total power over, I wonder what comes next. When you have total power over a situation, do you respect it? Do you abuse it? Or let me put it this way, does Boris Johnson respect or abuse or if you believe like me that Boris is uh, getting his orders from somewhere else and that's for a rabbit hole for you to go down on yourself then it opens up a whole new can of worms but good for them and the tide is definitely moving in these people's favour let, 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 that that mandate if it goes through everyone can see it's di if they fire 100,000 NHS workers in one day, or, you know, a very short space of time, everyone can see that that's a total disaster. And so when the Tories go around, don't worry, privatisation is the answer, everyone's going to see straight through it. Vax, anti-vax, lockdown, anti-lockdown. They all love the NHS, and they can all know the Tories, they, they don't trust the Tories with it, and they know that they're going to do it through stealth. This is going to be another way of... And it doesn't even matter whether it's vax or anti-vax. If you try and privatise the NHS, that is a hell of a problem. And that's going to be a hell of a load of whistleblowers. So April's going to be a very interesting month. And if, of course, if they back down, well, um, once you back... Uh, if you've got, again, we've seen the data that says you're going to need this constant booster to be considered fully vaxxed. So if the Bloomberg thing was accurate earlier, you're going to be having an NHS full of hospital staff whose immune system, in order to keep... Th those staff, in order to keep their jobs, are going to have to have regular boosters, which means they're going to be putting their immune system at risk. So your frontline medical staff are going to be the most likely to have poor immune systems. Tell me again it's the public safety and health... Tell me again it's protecting the NHS. So end mass jabs and live with COVID, says ex-head of Vaccine Task Force. Sir Clive Dick says he should treat the virus like flu. 
I'm going to take a while stab in the dark, having no idea of this guy is, is that's probably because he's speaking such common sense is probably why he's no longer the head of the vaccine task force. What? Common sense? We've got an agenda pushed through. You're fired, Sal. So uh, COVID should be treated as an endemic virus similar to flu and ministers should end mass vaccination after the booster campaign, the former chairman of the UK's vaccine task force has said. With health chiefs and senior Tories also lobbying for post-pandemic plan for NHS straining for the straining NHS, Dr Clive Dix called for a major rethink of the UK's COVID strategy, in effect reversing the approach of the past two years and returning to a new normality. Hear, hear. No wonder he's the ex. So uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Beyond the News. We're going to be back here each and every Friday. Look out for us around 6, 7, maybe 8 p.m. UK time. Wherever you are in the world, thanks for taking the time to listen to me going through the news. Cheers. <laughs>